Double Knot Media presents the Spy Dreams Podcast. It's January 29th, 2019. I'm Tom Fugit, the author of Spy Dreams, Sand Trap, Cigarettes for Two, Port in the Desert Storm, Unfriendly Persuasion, Unscheduled Delivery, Soon to Come Out, Chinese Takeout, and some other things. I'm here to talk about today, Toxic Masculinity. Yeah, that's right. I'm not politically correct. If you want politically correct, read someone else's stuff. I mean, there are shades of gray in the world. There are no, is nuance. But things are not always gray. People forget the first rule. If there is no black and white, there is no gray. In Lee's world, he sometimes faces things that are slightly off, things that aren't quite right, things you don't really want to have to do if you don't have to. The problem is, in the real world, we've got people who are utopians. They think if everyone is just this or that, everything will be great. And they've got all these great theories. Even the things that don't work, well, that's just because the right people weren't doing it. That's a very simplistic and egotistical system. If you think you're the smartest person in the room, odds are you're not. Well, examples of some of the things Lee's had to do. In unscheduled delivery, he has to deliver a nuclear weapon. In, uh, oh, sand trap. He has to perform a hostage rescue in North Africa in 1981. Didn't know that happened, did you? It didn't. I made it up. In uh, Port in the Desert Storm, he goes into Kuwait ahead of the ground invasion to find some printing presses that are being used for counterfeit bills. He finds much more than that. Upcoming short story, Chinese Takeout. Well, that's what he's gone out for, is some Chinese Takeout. Being it's an espionage novel, I'll let you figure out where it goes from there. Or you can read it when it comes out. But political correctness doesn't really fit in my books. Because a story has to have a protagonist, an antagonist, or an antagonistic situation. Otherwise, well, there's no story. Without conflict, without a, at least a potential for conflict resolution, there's no story. And if you got no story, why bother writing? See, I try to write things I would like to read. I don't write big, wordy, preachy things. And from having been through college a couple of times, BA in communications at Virginia Tech and a BS in computer science at East Tennessee State University, I'm fairly well educated. And I know some things about literature that some people forget. If Shakespeare was around today, he would be writing movies and television. That's what he did was the popular entertainment of his time. He was not politically correct. 
He sometimes did put political statements in. All authors did. And Dickens. Dickens didn't sit out to write great works of literature. Dickens was writing to pay the bills. You ever wondered why sometimes he can be so verbose and wordy with those intricate descriptions of things? It's real simple. Charles Dickens was being paid by the word. I don't have that luxury. I'm self-published. So the number of words doesn't really matter as long as it's enough to tell the story. To get across what I'm trying to relate. Sometimes it's hard to come up with a story. You'll come up with a basic idea, and you'll work along, and work along, and then you'll put it aside for a while because you can't figure, where in the hell am I going with this? And then usually it comes to you, one of the characters will say, Psst, hey Tom, you need to do this. After a while, characters get so they talk to you. You've been around them so, you've had them in your head so long that in a lot of ways to you, they're real people. Lee? I've had people ask if I'm Lee Thomas. Yes and no. You see, I grew up reading James Bond, Matt Helm, The Executioner, watching the movies, watching The Man from Uncle, Star Trek. And I daydreamed about all these shows and books and movies. In fact, the first non-kids books that stick in my head that I read were James Bond, the originals. And Lee is getting to do the stuff that I only dreamed about doing. You see, he daydreamed about it. He taught himself tradecraft. He pulled some pranks on a high school teacher who they thought was a crusty old fart. Turns out he'd been in the OSS. So after Lee jacks his car up all the way around during school, about an inch, the man's in. The man gets in his car after school, has it in reverse before he realizes he's been pranked. Does he rat Lee out? No. See, Lee didn't hurt anybody, didn't hurt anything, and it was a good prank. No, he called an old friend of his, someone he'd served with in the OSS, and said, uh, John, keep an eye on this kid. He's got skills. There starts the true beginning of one of the of well of spy dreams. And from there, well, the story is simple. He gets recruited. He gets trained. He goes on his first mission. A simple one. You've all heard it. You go to pick something up, right? You got to go get some information and come back. And as usual, things go south in a big way. I think the body count on spring break for him is seven. No, it's eight. And he's responsible for seven. Yeah, something like that. I could be wrong. My mind's good, but odd sometimes. And other things I've written, I came up with. I've come up with ideas. I plan, in one of the stories, I plan a nuclear weapon in North Korea. In, in Unfriendly Persuasion, I use location in Buchanan County, excuse me, in Buchanan County, Virginia, as a uh, black site to hold some people that want to keep it out of circulation. You know, and people go, where do you come up with this? 
Here's the secret. I make it up. The other question, oh, one question I get all the time from several people because part of it, I put in my bio, it says, I have never been recruited or worked for any government agency. And I had someone go, why did you put that in there? I said, it's a joke. When you write this kind of books, someone's always going to wonder, did you work for the government? I have a cousin who did work for the government. She was in civil service for her entire career, worked at various agencies, the post office, the VA, other agencies, you know, just your typical civil service work. She's read my books. She kind of likes them. She says, are you sure you've never worked for the government? So I take that as a compliment that I got things right. The My first book, when I published it, I had a friend who called me up on a, I think a Thursday morning or a Friday morning. He says, love your book. Found some mistakes. I said, okay, where were they? He tells me. And he said, and you kept me up all night. And I took a long breath and said, Stephen, from my point of view, as a writer, keeping you up all night, that's a good thing. He kind of laughed at that. Of course, with the next book, he accused me of making a missed church on a Sunday morning. I had to beg off of that one because I said, Stephen, I did not make you pick up that book on Sunday morning. So don't blame me if you miss church. Well, I'm going to try to do this on a somewhat regular basis. You know, five to ten minutes worth of stuff. Maybe you'll find it interesting. Maybe you won't. I hope you do. You can reach me at spydreams at outlook.com is the email. You can also look up the Lee Thomas novels on Facebook. You'll find them. Got a Facebook page for the books. The books are all available on Amazon in paperback, Kindle. They're also available in hard, several of them are available in hardback. Also on Amazon, one collection of the first three books is available in hardback for not much more than buying three books. So let me know what you think, and I'll see you later. This is Tom Fugit. Try to, well, let's say it the way John Fleming says in the books. Try not to die.